Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Peacock streaming the world's biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56 and the 2022 Winter Olympics. Peacock Originals Bel Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Damn! Plus tons of new movies every week, including Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock, Valentine's Day. With all this and so much more to love, sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. Today, I am here with a new guest, my brother, James. How are you doing, James? Good, good. You excited? Well, well considering. Considering. Are you, yeah. excited, uh, are you excited to be on the podcast today? I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this for a few weeks. In, in a little bit of competition for Lee, my brother-in-law recently. Yeah. Uh, he's got a big number to hit today, guys, so uh, make sure that you share this about if you enjoy it. So... Um, Arsenal pl- t- took Manchester City at home. I don't think anybody was expecting us to win, but I'm also not sure that anybody thought the performance was going to be quite as tepid as it was. Um, top line thoughts? Pathetic, really. I can't really... I find Arsenal were kind of... You know you've got that mate on a night out who, no matter... Whenever you go out, they always do something bad. And then you always think, do you know what? Next night out... They weren't doing something bad, but then they always top it. And that's what I kind of feel with Arsenal. We always think, it won't be that bad again. It's never going to be that bad again. Then it is bad again. And then something happens like we beat West Ham away. And you think, do you know what? It's turned. And for 15 seconds, I thought, yeah. You thought we were in. I thought we were in. Like Martinelli almost scoring. Literally picked the beer back up and De Bruyne had scored. And if you were going to compare this to a friend that's done something bad on a night out, he's just exposed himself to a table of old ladies in a kebab shop. Yeah, and then when you're trying to get him home, he's pulled his trousers down, he's having a poo in an alley. No, that, no is, that is what, he's, what we're doing. And that is consistently, time and time again, 
My concern with Arsenal at the minute is essentially the same as when you watch England. Like I find watching England a chore. Um, yeah. I don't enjoy it. I, I can't get on board with Harry Kane. He's just a cunt, isn't he? And I can't get on board with cheering it. But I'm getting to the stage now where I'm just finding Arsenal hard to watch. There's there's nothing about them. No one seems to care. Um, and I know we're going to go on to it later, but Ozil's reaction to being pulled off kind of says a lot. I don't... I thought I got to about the 85th minute and didn't really realise that Bamiyang was playing. It's kind of, there's no... We nothing just, to get behind. No. Well, mind you, that said, nothing to get behind. Um, the, the, the one bright spark today, um, but Gabriel Martinelli, yes. looks like the, the, the future player the Arsenal fans have been looking for. He's exciting. He's passionate. He's got unbelievable skill. He presses. He does everything that you want the rest of them to do, and, right? And, and what I quite liked about him is there was quite a few instances where Man City were down sort of over, like, back near the corner flag, but Martinelli was back there, digging the ball out, trying to press forward, and then he was darting forward. He was always coming back. He's, he is, I say him and Leno were probably the only real sort of shining light from, well, the only, yeah, the only shining light from the day. Yeah, I mean, Bert Leno, my God, the, uh, the save that he made from Kevin De Bruyne, where that was fizzing at the top corner. Yeah. I can't believe that he managed to get a hand to it, but he's, he's starting to look like a $100 million goalkeeper. Yeah, absolutely. And all those times over the years when we've had that goalkeeper, like, I like Peter Cech, but every time you sort of saw a ball that went more than three feet above him or to the left of him or to the right of him, you just see a fizz in the corner. But when Leno tipped that onto the post, again, I know we were, were we 3 0 down then? Yeah, we, we weren't doing well. No, yeah. But it's, it's, it, 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 it's our sort of. I read a stat, it was maybe about a week or two ago, that he's made the most saves in the Premier League. Yeah, and after today, I, I yeah. would imagine that he's uh, still retaining number one position there. Which is pathetic, really, when you consider how bad our. Well, just how bad we are, how, how low we've dropped that the likes of Brighton. Sheffield United, um, even West Ham, and West Ham are awful, and we are, we've got a goalkeeper who is making more saves. Yeah, quite incredible, quite incredible. Um, so it's difficult to know where to go with a game like this because there were so many things that were wrong. But I think, um, I think just before the game, um, Meza Özil put himself in the news again uh, by speaking out a- a- against uh, some of the awful things that are going on in China at the moment. Um, Really difficult topic to talk about, but my my overarching thought is with with Meza Özil, he wants to he, he causes so many problems on yeah. and off the pitch, and you know, sure, it's you know, you know, use your platform to have an opinion on what the Chinese are doing, but didn't really feel like great preparation before the Manchester City game. Um, no, and uh, if I'm being, I don't fully understand what's going on in China at the moment, but. There is, yeah, as I said, he's not really like, he, we're under a lot of pressure in the moment and kind of... I don't, Last I, thing you want is a is yeah, a narrative around your best it, player. It, it almost, I understand that he feels passionate about it, but there could be other ways behind the scenes he does it rather than a tweet. It just seemed a bit, 
well, it was it was just a bit Meza Özil, just yeah. a bit Meza Özil. I think that's absolutely right. And um, Arsenal fans um, hated Unai Emery so much that we actually gravitated back towards Meza Özil, and it just goes to show you that um, Unai Emery really played a, a bad card dropping Meza Özil because the best way to get your point across about how bad Meza Özil is these days is just play him, stick him in a big game, just stick him in a big game, like like he did today. You've put him in there. Freddie's put him in there. And he's done nothing. He, he absolutely, uh, absolutely anonymous. Um, walk, walking off slowly yeah. when we're three nil down. Very Granite Jacker esque. And, and the thing with Granite Jacker is that he did it. He was completely wrong. And as and I, I know Lee picked up on this, but the fans were getting annoyed with him because he was just strolling off. And that's what Ozil done. And then to go and be petulant, boot your, uh, boot your gloves away. It just it's just another it's just another kick in the bollocks for the fans. It sets a really bad tone for the young players as well because you've got you know you say that there were no shining lights and I know I'm just coming back on this. I I think the shining lights were the young players. Yeah, uh, uh, you know Saka is extremely raw, but he's really exciting. puts in a shift. Um, I know Joe Willock has had a lot of problems this season, but Emil you know, Smith Rowe was good when he came on. Emil Smith Rowe looked really good. I mean, everybody forgets that he basically had a season out, which put his yeah. uh, progression back. But he looks like he could be a great player. So there's um, there's a lot of young talent there, and to to watch the our superstar player, I don't know, Mesut Özil's thirty one, thirty two years old, kicking his gloves, um, and, and and the the cowardice behind a move like that for me is. Freddie Lundberg is a caretaker manager. He needs yeah. his senior players on side. Yep. Freddie Lundberg's shown faith in him. Meza Ozil offered absolutely nothing today. And then Ozil comes off and does that. It's just, it just really lacks professionalism. And Freddie, like, he tries to stick his hand out, you know, give him a high five, and he, just, he almost just rejects it. And it just shows. Like, and when you think, like, and this is what annoys me about Ozil, is that 350 grand a week. I know we harp on about it. But you've got a player on that much. But when you look in comparison to, say, Man City, what like Kevin De Bruyne, um, Aguero, even someone like Gabriel Jesus, what the money they're earning. I know they're in a, a great side, but they all will earn less than Ozil. And Ozil, what, you get maybe two, three good games out of him, I'd say every three, four months. He's like, a, he's like a, an orchid in the, in the jungle. He needs absolutely perfect conditions to thrive. You can't have, team can't be pressing. They need to give him space. They need to be having a bad day. There can be no physicality. And then Ozil is at his best. But but from an Arsenal fan's perspective, it's like, it's like we're we're paying. Like, really, he lost, because of his contract, we, I don't know anything now, but we couldn't give Ramsey what he wanted. But, and who's more suited to this mess now than Aaron Ramsey, right? One of our better players. And it like you just feel with Ozil like as a club you expect for that money you expect like Michelin star, but you're rarely get it. You're getting like a double cheeseburger. That's the sort of like I mean I'm not knocking. Uh, and everybody loves a double cheeseburger. I like double cheeseburgers. Don't go too far. But if you went into a Gordon Ramsay restaurant and you got a double cheeseburger, you'd be miffed. You'd be you'd be very upset. You'd be very upset. And so what, what so what are you doing? So what you like the, this summer? He's got one year left. What do you do if he says he doesn't want to go? Well. Probably, uh, probably, probably just pay him off, right? Yeah, Get him out. Can't uh, have that attitude he, in the training ground. He's pretty much... Well, I, I always thought we'd go to China, but he's obviously fucked that now. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really, really good point. No, um, no China for Meza. It's probably going to come to Washington. I, I can see America. 
Um, I'm not sure about Washington because he enjoy he seems to enjoy the party life, doesn't he? Again, so, the party life that he enjoys kind of goes against his uh, yeah, some, no, of it, it does. some of the beliefs that he'd have. You see have, him rolling right? out of a, like a nightclub late, but yeah, you could see him at LA Galaxy, um, someone like Washington. But just I just think the time for him, he's getting older. He's never been fast, but I thought today was it was a bit embarrassing how slow he looked. It was just he like I, I've never sort of seen Ozil. He always gets the ball, releases, but he was getting the ball. He'd have these players around him. I know it's a lot more with the tactics with Man City, but he just didn't offer anything. No, he didn't offer anything. And the only the only light at the end of the tunnel with uh, Mesut Ozil is, I'm pretty sure he'll be 32 years old um, next summer. He'll have one year left on his deal. And some, you know, if you're 23 years old, you can run that year round and be pretty sure that you're going to be fit enough to pick up a free transfer the year after. Mesut Ozil doesn't have that luxury. Like one one bad Achilles injury, one kick, um, and then, you know, if he, he loses a year at this stage of his career, his, his earnings potential drops greatly. So I, I'm hoping that he's definitely going to be off at the end of the season. I, I, I get the impression with him that he is, you know, like a Gareth Bale situation. Like when Gareth Bale said, well, you either pay me off or I'll play golf the whole time. Mm-hmm. I know Ozil doesn't play golf, but I can imagine him being one of the people that would just, he'd happily, because if he leaves, what, 350 grand a week, it's 18 million a year, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, he, uh, for me, he'd either sit out his 18 million a year contract, he'd be, happily do that, because what, why would you leave? He loves London. Yeah. Um, he's probably not going to get paid that much. I, mean, I don't even think Rooney was on, I'm sure Rooney was only on about 150. I don't think anybody's going to pay him that sort of money, unless, unless it was... And China. he seems to be, he calls in sick all the time. Why would he leave? If he can get another 18 months of 350 grand a week out of us, he'd have yeah. no reason to leave, would he? And I, I think he will be there until he's a free You think he's going to stay? I don't think, unless something... I think the, cl- I think the club have got to pay him off. Yeah. I don't think you can have his attitude around the training yeah. ground. Well, today he's, proves that. Yeah, he's too much of a force. Um, and was he one of the, cap- is he one of the captains? Uh, yeah, he's one of the five captains. There you go. Again, another uh, another masterstroke by Una Emery. Mm. Um, so let's uh, let's let's get back to the game. Um, Manchester City were good. Manchester City were, were, were they were but, but they weren't electric. No, I mean the first half, the first forty-five was great. Run by Kevin De Bruyne looked unbelievable. But again, so many sloppy mistakes in defence. Well, it it just goes straight away. It, that first goal, when they're, they're running down the left wing and you've got... It's like, remember when you play football when you're a child and everyone runs after the ball? Hey, that's, that's how my football <laughs> games go now. <laughs> yeah. But that was what happened. It was like everyone just sort of gravitated towards the ball and then he's pinged it at the back post. And then, I mean, I, I've always had an issue with Kolasinac, but the fact that... I, I granted, he was going to be nowhere near that ball. We don't expect him. Unless he handballs it, he's not getting to that. But to duck, it just shows there's no... Can you imagine Tony Adams ducking? Absolutely not. Patrick but also, Vera, anyone duck. But, but even just put it back, like, can you imagine Kalasanak ducking? Like, that's how bad it is. Yeah. Kalasanak, a man that went into a knife fight with no knife yeah. and won, ducking, a, ducking a, a, a strike. And I know that ball goes fast. And I, don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm not saying that I would like to put my head on that, but come on, everybody's watching you. Yeah, you, you've got to... But it's more to the fact that he's standing almost... Towards the back post, 
how has he not had the awareness as a left back to look when that ball was over there? Look to see right who have I got in the box? There's if if that ball was over there, there's going to be someone in the box. He's not even looked, and the first time he's seen it is when he's ducked and the ball was going over his head. This is just the nature of Arsenal, you know. Only Arsenal could take left back of the year in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. and make him a, a defensive laughing stock. Yeah. And uh, that he has all of the he has all of the qualities there to be good at, at as a defender. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's, he's fast, he's powerful. Um, like going forward, you know, I, I don't know. I think it was last season he was creating as many chances as yeah. uh, Robertson at Liverpool, if not more, I think, per game. Yeah. And then uh, th- this season he's just you know, he's completely regressed. But how can anybody progress in uh, in such a messy setup? No one, it just throughout the whole team, like I think we, we picked up on it during the game. It was just like you look at Man City and everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone is there. We thought they had more players in the pitch. That's how might say, look, but you look at us, and we're all over the place. Like, no one knows what they're doing. The amount of times that players pick the ball up, he's looked up, no one's there, so he's gone back. Always gone back. It's always easy. Mesut Ozil dropping deep, deep, deep. I mean, he was at right back at certain points in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, our lack of ability to transition the ball from defence to midfield yeah. is, is savagely poor. And then, but, but when, you know, there were occasions where Meza Ozil managed to drop between the lines and cause a few problems. Like yeah. the front three should be devastating. Yeah. Like Martinelli, uh, Aubameyang, Saka like towards and, yeah. you know, Pe- yeah. Pepe's just so one footed though, isn't he? Yeah. And, but I, what I did notice from him today was there was a lot of times where he was cutting in on his right and whipping it in. I mean, they weren't necessarily going far, but at least you can see that he's trying. He's trying to sort of change his game a bit because the first few games, it was very much... It's like, again, like watching Ozil, always on his left, cuts yeah. in. And then, but he seems to be maybe sort of... Maybe that's something Freddie's been doing with him because he wasn't doing that under Emery. No. So, um, Freddie Lundberg, like, I, I love him and like watching his, his face when... Uh, Callum Chambers made that error late on in the game was a was an absolute feature. It's, like, it's like watching a fan. It is like watching a fan, um, and unfortunately, an unqualified fan. Um, yeah. It feels like I mean, like sim- simple fact of the matter is, Freddie Lundberg went as an assistant to Wolfsburg and was fired within six months. Like I think he's a great person to have in and around the club, but ultimately, like he is not an a, a elite coach at the highest level yeah. of football he doesn't have a, a I don't think he has a well-defined philosophy when it comes to what he's doing I just think he wants to see Arsenal play great football but having a, a vision and being able to coach it and enact it are two different things now it's unfair because he's not even had 10 games at the club yet but no if you know that he isn't gonna um it, firstly I think the big challenge he has is he's not going to be the coach at the end of the season no and everybody knows that so when you've got <clears> lazy players that don't really give a fuck. They're not. Gonna, Freddie has no authority in that dressing room. Well, it's a substitute teacher at work, isn't it? It is. It, that's exactly. Yeah, I think that's exactly. Not the work. Point. Sorry, at school. Like when yeah, the substitute teacher came in, they were just a laughing stock because no one took him seriously. Yeah, and, and although I don't think he's, I don't think he's quite the laughing stock. Like he's, I, I was kind of hoping that he would come in and at least like set some basics. Yeah, um, but it doesn't look like those basics are settling in. It, like we we need to actively pursue a coach in the next two weeks because I. I I honestly feel like we're relegation fodder at the moment. Um, uh, God, I hate, I really hate to talk about Tottenham because I just, I loathe them. But they sacked Potichino at like, what, 
7.30 at night and I woke up the next morning. I mean, granted, I go to bed at like 8. But I woke up the next morning and uh, Mourinho had been announced. They, the whole club is a shit house, but they, they had a plan in play. They, they knew they were getting rid of him, got rid of him, and they had a plan in place to get somebody in. Like any proper business. Exactly. You don't... Succession planning. Yeah. But we, I mean, we knew we were going to sack Emery on the Sunday. We sacked him on the Friday after letting him lose another game. And we're, what, three weeks on? Well, the, the ultimate uh, disgrace in that whole scenario was we had the opportunity to sack him before the international break. Yeah. And, and they, let him, they let it drag on. You, but he, for me, he should have been sacked when we tanked at the end of last season. He, yeah, he, should have been, he should have been sacked after the Europa League because all of the underlying stats at Arsenal uh, were pointing towards uh, like complete regression. Yep. You could see that he had no respect with the fans, no respect in the media. And I know the media is a small thing, but like ultimately the media always brings managers well, down. Well, well, and then the performances were terrible. Yeah. He, from the few things he did, he turned our club into a meme. He which did. Which is, I know, like, I know in 2019, it's embarrassing because... When you've got like, your mates who are Tottenham fans sending you a meme, you think, well, that used to be you. <laughs> yeah. I used to be doing that to you, and now I've got nothing. Spurs used to be a meme, and currently they're, they're not. They're a different league to us. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I, I still don't care much for Jose Mourinho. I think he's absolutely on his best behaviour at the moment. But we, yeah. know, we, know that won't, we know that that won't last long. But he'll get him a trophy, and that's what I want. Yeah, very true. Um, but uh, so let, let's let, let's talk about um, uh, like the managerial merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arsenal are going to make a move in the next two weeks. I don't yep. think like firstly there is absolutely no chance that we're going to let this run until the end of the season with Freddie Lundberg. I, I think that there's that's just not a possibility now. I, I know Arsenal like there is always the danger that Arsenal will do something stupid. I don't think they'll do that. Um, Mikel Arteta. Yeah. Like what? Like, come on! We were talking about his facial expressions. What did you make of? Uh, was, you're not you're not a body language expert, but you, I'm not. But for today, you are going to be it, the resident body language expert. It was it was a bit odd, wasn't it? It was a bit like he. It was like he knew something that we didn't, and he felt uncomfortable. It's like when you're his get, new team getting spanked so much. It's like when you get called into uh, HR with your mate, who's actually your boss, and <laughs> he pulls that face. You're like. What, what do you know? We just yeah. had lunch together. What yeah. do you know? And it's exactly that. Or you're being pulled into HR after you've had your work Christmas night out or something. And you just, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know something's going on. And oh, I don't remember what I did. Yeah, you do. And he, he had, he had the same face the whole game. It, it didn't change, did it? And it was almost like, is he, is he thinking like, oh, fuck, what have I taken over? Is he having second thoughts about it? Um, but one thing we both did say is he, he looked great on the sideline. He does look great on the sideline. Look, after Unai Emery sitting on like yeah. slathering in the in the press with his you know his good evenings, oh, it would oh, be nice to have someone. Hair and... No, no, not for me. But I, I think the uh, Mikel Arteta would be a uh, you know what? It was great. He'd be a good coach. And if he's if the rumors are true that he's like taking most of the coaching sessions at City, if he is a solutions oriented uh, kind of guy, and the the proof is in the pudding. If he's mm. if he's finding the problems designing the solutions and then implementing them in games and City have done back-to-back league wins. That's the sort of thing I could do with Arsenal because the alternatives are pretty horrific. Um, I, like, I've gone over it over and over again, but Nuno is... Oh, no thanks. That Su- is nothing. The one Super agent me. bitch. Yeah. Get him away from me. Him, that 
ex Valencia manager that we Marcelino. Yep. Um, yeah, journeyman. Off the list, get away. And I, I heard a horrible rumour earlier um, on News Now that Kovac from, you know, the old Bayern manager, yeah. that he's interested in it. Um, yeah, get him away. You failed at Bayern. Don't want you at Arsenal. Yeah, we, we just need, we, we, we cannot go for it. And the thing is, if a manager costs us 18, 20 million to get, to get him in, we've just got to do it. Kronke has got an insane amount of money. He throws all this money into the Rams. So I think he's six. I think he's like four billion. Um, he's spent four billion more on his stadium in LA than he's supposed yeah. to. Yeah, Good. And, and and so he's got the money, but they just need to. They cannot skin it out like if, if they if they like pull a bad one on this, we're going to have well, we're going to have another on oh, no, Emery, aren't we? Yeah, look, I, I think the I think there are two I think there are two choices that Arsenal have got. You either you either take a moonshot. And you go for Mikel Arteta. You're yeah. hiring someone in that's a winner, somebody that knows the club, somebody that uh, is is a is a world world class coach, uh, somebody that is responsible for the development of players like uh, Raheem Sterling, making Fabian Delph a, a, a brilliant left yeah. back, um, helping Fernandinho like transition well, into new he, positions. He has it, like I know this is going to seem a really stupid thing to say, but he's got his own office got his own office that's what I read the other day he's got his own office like he's so well respected on that and City want to hire him after Pep yeah and I think the thing is is that if Arsenal Arteta for me as a club he you can't go wrong with him because if he brings in you bring him in the fans are happy you've gone young you've you've tried to do something new if he tanks the fans are going to be fully supportive because the fans want Arteta but if you bring in someone like Nuno, who no one wants, when he tanks, you've just got more animosity within the club. Exactly. And uh, even worse than Nuno, um, uh, Roberto Martinez. Oh. Imagine Roberto Martinez. Who put that name up on the wall? Get him out. And, and the thing is, is that he should probably be doing better with that Belgium squad, considering how good they are. I think he's just a complete fucking chancer. Even when he was at Wigan back in the day, it wasn't like uh, Sheffield United where, you know, they're, they're putting in... Uh, I know it's only early doors for them, but we're in December and they're still looking really good. Uh, well, they were fifth yesterday, yeah. weren't they? He, uh, Roberto Martinez would play his own way, yeah. do terribly, and then the last 15 games he put on a run. Yeah. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't anything more special than that. I don't, and uh, then he went to Everton. He was. He was, I mean... Everton are pretty rubbish, but he was even lucky to get that job. And and I just think, I mean, I just think it's, I think it's bollocks. I can't see that. Happening. Arsenal couldn't be crazy enough to do that for sure. But I think, the, I think the, I think the, the manager that everybody wants and is clearly top of almost every big club in Europe's agenda is Pochettino. Yep. Uh, but from what I understand, Pochettino comes with a big buyout clause. You have to pay Tottenham. You have to pay Tottenham, which nobody wants to do. I don't think you can snag him until the end of the season. And I think he, I think he personally is waiting until the end of the season. And let's like the ultimate troll for a Tottenham manager would be make wake Arsenal make Arsenal wait until the end of the season, and then say sorry, I'm off to Bayern well, or PSG or Manchester City because I, you know Pep might not stay. Yeah, uh, and and the thing is as well is that. It's almost you've got this big merry-go-round, haven't you? It's like, if we hold off until the end of the season, if PSG inevitably get rid of Thomas Tuchel, Poch goes there, 
all of a sudden he's free. Now he's for me, he's like a dream manager. He great manager, yeah. And he, uh, I am absolutely one hundred percent sure that the story about him coming to Arsenal at the end of next season it would be his people. Mm predicting that he will not be in a job at the end of the season to be like, you know, whole fire I'll be about at the end of next season and I want to take on Arsenal. Really good English as well, doesn't he? Speaks great English. Um, I, I think I think mm. Bayern Munich desperately want him there, so I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. make a big move for him. But, you know, like coming to the Premier League, uh, he's, and, you know, he's like sort of the mad professor, a little bit crazier than Arsene yeah. Wenger, but plays brilliant football when he gets going. I like, really, really good football. And I know it, we, this, it's never going to happen, but I like Ajax's manager. Uh, Ten Hag, I don't think Ten Hag's had a good season so far. He just got dropped out of the Champions League. But again, like the the, the way that he has that He's team football. drilled, yeah. and it, they lost all their big players as well, didn't they? Yeah, and I think that that was um, I think that was one of the things that people um, forgot with Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Like Brendan Rodgers, when Liverpool were at their peak, when he finished second, like the football they played was spectacular, and then he lost like one or two key players in a summer. I think he lost um, Sterling. Did he lose Sterling and Coutinho? Was that him? Or was that a little bit later? That no, might have been a little Coutinho bit later. was Klopp. Oh, it was on a Klopp. But anyway, he, he, he definitely lost a couple of players and it all went to shit. But you know, Brendan Rodgers was, was another very good coach. I, I would have liked... I mean, the, the problem is with Brendan Rodgers is he's just a bit of a shit bloke, isn't he? He's just a whopper. Like, yeah, you look at him like he's got, he's got these bright white teeth, he's got his stupid comb over, he dyes his hair. Um, and wasn't he shagging about as well? He uh, he definitely got caught out in Soho yeah. House, and on paper he's a real shit bloke. But manager wise, I mean, look what Leicester were twelfth when he took over. Yeah, hadn't hadn't uh, recorded over fifty points uh, in three seasons, I believe. And they're playing, and they're, they're not like for me. Liverpool, uh, it's one of them things where Liverpool are Liverpool. Liverpool are great. They're probably going to win the title, but I would say there is less than a handful of performances where Liverpool have been unbelievable. Like They, they just, it feels like they're shithousing oh, their way. I mean, maybe not like attractive these, shithousing, but they shithouse their way. Yeah, these right? VARs, um, last, last minute, minute goal. goals. Yeah. But Leicester, are just every time I watch them play, they just look unbelievably good. And even against Arsenal, like the only reason we didn't lose that more was, again, because of Leno. And they're just, they're, they play such good football. And they haven't even got... I mean, Madison's good, Vardy's good, but they don't have The squad's these. not that much better than Arsenal. Yeah. Outside Ndidi. Tielemann's good, Ndidi's one I try and sign. But they've got all Brighton playing, and they're still playing this unbelievable football. And I just... I was a bit gutted when he signed that contract. I know a lot of people didn't want him, um, just in yeah, general, but... He, but he, he wanted Arsenal... Oh, he was hoarding himself yeah, to Arsenal. Yeah, he, was, he hoarded himself out big time to Arsenal, but I think he was very aware that his reputation is, is, is that of somebody that leaves teams you know, midway through well, the season. Look, look what he did to Selwick. Granted, he'd won, was it two trebles en route to a third? And, he, and he'd done an invincible season. Yeah, so I, I, he's a mercenary. Ah, oh, he's absolutely Definitely. mercenary, and you know he's the, he's the sort. I, I used to work in Leicester. Mm. Party time in Leicester is not the same as London. Yeah, not that not that I need <laughs> to tell anybody that, but you know, like it's slim pickings there, and uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that he would jump at the chance of Arsenal. Yeah, and if he was if he mercenaried over to our club, I wouldn't be disappointed. I, I would take that. But for me, I want um, my top two is Poch, Arteta. As much as I love Patrick Vieira. You're going for a third? Um, just go I, two. 
Two's good because two. it, it mean, aligns with mine. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Ancelotti. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah, I know. Come on. I, brew, I fucked it. All right. Um, yeah. And I Patrick don't... Vieira. What do you think about Patrick Vieira? I mean, no. we love him as a player, but... He, the thing is, is he's, he's not done enough for me. He, he's just very, like, very ready sorted, isn't he? He's not, he's not, you're not hearing he's, about he's his amazing bit, football. He's a bit Freddie Lundberg. Yeah. And I, we, the only reason I think Patrick would come back is because he was our captain. But if you take that out, out of it, no, he's just he's not, not doing a one. not no. doing a fantastic job at Nice. And the, the interesting thing with that job is the uh, Lucian Favorer, who's a uh, Dortmund now. I'm not sure how long he's going to last there. Didn't he get sacked? Uh, I don't know whether he's been sacked yet, but he got Nice into mm. the Champions League. Yeah, um, Patrick Vieira moved uh, Nice from eighth to seventh. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. His coaching has really blown it out of the park. And like the key for me is um, Mikel Arteta is the number two at Manchester City. Learn from the best. Yeah. Vieira was pushed out to America to take over New York. Did an okay job. They, did, they weren't desperate for him to come back. No. So, no, I, it, you know, like, if you can have the, the person that they want to succeed, Pep, why wouldn't you take that? Yeah, and he would just be a... You'd just be hiring him for emotion. You'd be hiring him to get the fans inside. And, I think and you'd be hiring him because he's Edu's friend. Yes. And I think that there's, a, there's, a, there's a, always an element of corruption in there. Not, I don't mean corruption as in illegal. I just mean emotional corruption. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think as a club, with how, how well we like, whatever we think about Man United, they'll come back. Tottenham, Liverpool, Leicester and that. I think we are so close to falling into just being... Mediocre, complete we, irrelevance. We cannot, we cannot fuck this up. We have to get the right appointment because if we don't, we're going to be like Evan. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point there. Like, it doesn't matter what Man United do; they'll always have another hundred and fifty million to spend. Well, they're, and they're, they're Man United. Yeah, that they didn't get Champions League, and they bought, they spent eighty million on Maguire. Horrendous Everyone man. still wants to play for him, um, and at the minute, we're not at that stage, so we have we're to broke. Get yeah, we're uh, we we're not in good shape. Transfer money. We're going to have to. Li- we're probably going to have to lose. I mean, I- I'm kind of excited about this to be honest. But um, Obama Yang will probably go this summer. Yep. Lacazette, let's move him on. He's not good enough. No. Um, David Luiz, uh, Mustafi. Yeah, Mas- I mean so- Socrates. I'm probably the- going to get a lot of stick, but I quite like David Luiz. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, but, he just doesn't have the pace. Yeah, and you I, know, I don't think he's a bad player. I hear that I, somebody um, messaged me that um, that knows him said he's actually been really good behind the scenes. Well, that's what I thought is he's going to be great behind the scenes. I mean, I thought he was going to be bad. Yeah, apparently he's he's very good behind well, the scenes. You can see him um, whenever you sort of see the photos that are taken on the Arsenal website on Twitter and that. You kind of you always see him with his arm around someone, or he's always talking to someone. So he's great and. Mustafi, yeah, he's got to go. He's, I think he fucked himself in that Liverpool. But game, Mustafi's twenty-eight. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the last year of his deal because who is going to give him anywhere near ninety grand? Can you believe that he got ninety grand a week? Yeah, because Wenger did it. Yeah, ultimately, the worst thing Wenger, the worst thing that ever happened to Wenger was that summer when he signed uh, Jacker, Mustafi, Lucas Perez. Who else did he sign that summer? Um, oh God, I can't even think. Some real stinky players. Yeah. Really, really bad. We never recover from that. We never recover. I was arguing this on, um, on Twitter earlier. 
love arguing on Twitter, but somebody was saying that you know that the the problem at Arsenal uh, is that there hasn't been enough investment, and it's it's like people yeah. quickly forget that uh, we've spent three hundred and thirty million dollars over the last five summers. Liverpool have spent like a, 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 a hundred and forty, Chelsea yeah. hundred and forty, um, Leicester hundred and sixty, and we've got a wage bill of two hundred thirty million. Yeah. 230 million pounds. There's a lot of money there. If you just reshape that this summer, if you get 100 million in for the two strikers, if you shift off some of the other dross, and you, you know, yep. you've got 140 million to spend, and then you bring that wage bill down to something more reasonable, like 190 million, yeah. like, you could bring in some really exciting young players. Well, the, the, the rumor that kind of excites me a bit this summer is that, uh, like, it's my, I love Abamyang. Abamyang has been fantastic for us, but he's getting old. And I read that. Madrid are going to offer 30 million plus Jovic plus um, James Rodriguez as well. Yeah, and I, I know James is maybe a bit, not James. Maybe we'll give him back, but you take you take a deal similar to that because what? How many seasons are Bamiang's going to have in him? Well, he's, he's he's 31 years old next summer. Yeah, he's, he, the good thing about him is his pace. Um, he's great finishing, but you just think, is it going to be one of the things? He's not really a complete striker, is he? No, he he. he doesn't build up play. He he's a bit weak. Yeah, love him. And I love he, him. But, but when he's anonymous, like today, fuck me, he's anonymous. Yeah, really. Um, and yeah, Lacazette. I like Lacazette, but we need, but we need striker. You know, like um, Tammy Abrams. Mm. Like, like just like a, a real uh, like a young player, very r- rough around the edges. Martinelli. But yeah, Martinelli. Like the, these these young players that will press. Uh, that will tackle, that will do their bit for the team, that score all sorts of different goals. I mean, that's like Martinelli's not even that tall, but the no. guy is lethal with his head. Yeah, and what what with fans is, I know you if you're watching a game and you can see the players tearing around, trying hard. If you lose, obviously it's a shitter, but if you can see they're trying, like Martinelli was today, then it doesn't bother you. But it's just when you got players just strolling around like nothing's happened. That's yeah. obviously what kind of gets in your tits a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and, and I think that if you bring in a coach now, give him five months, it's basically like a, it'd, it'd basically be like a seven-month preseason. Yeah. But you can't do that with an average coach. Can't do that with Nuno. Can't do that with... Um, Carlo's not an average coach, but he doesn't have modern ideas. Yeah. Like, you need to bring in someone that's got the next level of football. And, and we were talking about it earlier, like with Guendouzi. He... He frustrates the life out of me because I like him and he, you know, there are some games you think he's unbelievable. Like I thought he was great against Tottenham. But then there are some games where I just think, I don't know what he offers. But as you said to me... He's only 20. He's only 20. And if you get someone in to coach him, then you might be able to get that player that everyone thinks he is. And that might be the same with Kolasinac, you know, Torreira. I like Torreira. But even Callum Chambers. Just get someone in there who can coach them... And isn't Unai Emery or Freddie Umbo? Yeah, and I think that that's I think that's absolutely the point. That how can you judge, particularly young players? How can you judge any of them if they've not been coached? Absolutely, I mean, U- yeah. Unai Emery was not a good coach. No, Freddie Lundberg, uh, you know, he's, he's fairly young in his career. You know, I, th- I think he's got a lot to learn. Um, like, let's bring in a Pochettino or an Arteta, somebody that like is thinking, you know, a more forward view of of what the game is going to be, and, yeah. then, and then see where it goes. But um, and it will help having someone who's a good coach that understands the values of the club as well. I know that's a bit of a no, but it's true. Yeah, 
Yeah. Una Emery was not a, an Arsenal values kind of guy. He brought in all these coaches. I heard one of them was a bit of a knob. Um, were, like he, had, he, had, he, he managed to squeeze nine of his mates in. Yeah, which is just, they don't understand the club. They don't know anything about it. But if you bring like Arteta in, I'd still keep my Saka in the... Well, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, I've heard he's really good. Well, Mertesacker and Arteta joined in the same transfer window. Yeah, they did, yeah. So get them both in there. I'd keep Freddie involved and just just rebuild. and win. Tell everyone where you're going. Yeah. Because if no one knows where you're going, people get frustrated. If you say this is a three-year project, yep. first year is, is, is not going to be great, but you'll be seeing some good football in like the second half of the year. The next year we're going to be more competitive and it's going to be Champions League football. And then the year after we want to be challenging for the Premier yeah. League and the, and the European Cup. And I'd also say with that as well, is we're, we're not going to do well in the league. We all know that we're, what, ninth or tenth now? Um, do what we did last year. Put everything into the Europa League. Go for the Europa League. Because although a lot of difficult teams have fallen down, you've not got like an Atletico Madrid. You've not got a Chelsea because and that's where we've come unstuck the last two years. I think I saw yeah, that. I, mean, got, like, I, I think I think we've got. Uh, I think Ajax. I think the, the big team is Inter. They're yeah. the big ones you want to avoid. Uh, Ultimately, uh, they didn't make it into the, the the final of the Champions League. Yeah, and if we can, if we can put a good run, and, and whatever we say about that is that even though it's Inter, we're still Arsenal. We're still we've still, still got, got some great players. Still got some great players. If yeah. you can get somebody in there, what is the next round in February? Uh, yes. You get a good two, three months of coaching. By the time that comes round, we could finish 12th. Yeah. We just, need to, league, we just need to get out of this run as well. Like yeah. Once we get through to the new year, things will be a, a bit different. A little bit more time. Uh, but the club just needs to stop saying, um, we're trying to find the right person we're doing this. Just do it. Yeah, if, just pull the trigger. And if, if you're waiting, for, if Potts doesn't want to come now, then fuck him off. Potts doesn't want to come, uh, Arteta. Just yeah. get him in. Potch, get him in. He's got his family in London. If he doesn't want to take this opportunity now, then fuck him off. Get he, he looks good in a suit as well. Who? Potch. He does, doesn't he? I haven't seen Arteta in a suit, but I can't imagine it's... There's no way he's not looking. He's perfect, isn't he? Yeah. As long as they don't have to wear those horrible Arsenal school blazers. Oh, what well, the new suits they've got. Where the fuck do they come oh, from? Oh, they're all for that they're, unfitted. Yeah. I, but it seems like it's from like some sort of Swish independent label, but yeah. they're just fucking awful. It's almost you know, like when you're younger and your mum bought you a school blazer and you had to grow into it. Yeah. That's what they look like. All unfitted, long. I mean, and... if Freddie looks bad in a suit, it's a bad suit. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't like Freddie's shoes either. So um, predictions for the rest of Christmas. Is it going to be miserable? Um, so we've got Everton away <laughs> With next. Big Dunk. <laughs> but you, you just you knew this would happen like as soon as Everton start playing well under a good manager in steps Arsenal to play them away yeah it's just away and then we've got Bournemouth Bournemouth is that at home no we Bournemouth's away because we beat um, we, I went to the game we beat them 1-0 at home and it was really crap who else have we got um, United New Year's United Chelsea. we got Chelsea Chelsea looking a bit of a rocky patch yeah so but the thing is with Arsenal is that if a team's having a rocky patch whenever we play them, that's when they sort of they come around again. It, we're a, we're a, we're a manager struggling's best friend. Yes, yeah. We're always, we're always <laughs> willing to serve up a favour. I just if if we get a manager in this week, it might not be as bad. And I think if it is bad, people will be more forgiving. But I worry. I just in the fact that I saw a Sky Sports article. Um, I couldn't even bring myself to read it, but it was just a headline. Was basically Freddie preparing. Arsenal for a bad reception. 
at the Emirates. It's kind of sad, yeah. It's yeah, sad. you just think, oh, just, but, but the club know, aren't helping. Fans, fans need to be excited and Arsenal yeah. have not been excited. And this is on Raul. Yes. I know Raul's been at the club for a while now. And they, is... the club don't talk enough. The club don't, they just say the same sort of thing over and over again. If they were sort of, I don't know, whether you leak stuff or you just, just do anything, but we just, because the fans are so in the dark, and it, it will hit them in their pocket, which is the game Emery got sacked when there was like four people there. Yeah, well, even the Manchester City game today, people cleared early. Yeah, you could see them all 80 minutes walking out. Yeah, depressing. It's not good. Okay, well, that was, uh, that felt good. Yeah. Felt good to get it out. It was great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Um, just give out that five-star review. I won't ask you for a payment. Just give me a five-star review on Apple. Um, do it on your mum's phone, your dad's phone, any relatives. Just uh, really want to really wanna <laughs> push up the ranking. But anyway, uh, it's been great having you on. I'll, uh, thank you, Pete. And hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, no In the meantime, ciao for now. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.